Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Dropping stats over beats It's the Fantasy Freestyle Always coming with the heat Yo, it's the Fantasy Freestyle We got strong takes and tips It's the Fantasy Freestyle You win championships At the Fantasy Freestyle Dropping stats over beats It's the Fantasy Freestyle Always coming with the heat It's the Fantasy Freestyle We got strong takes and tips At the Fantasy Freestyle You win championships With that Fantasy What it is dropping stats over beats. It's the fantasy freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rocks and speeds. Yo, Super Bowl rocks. Culmination of the football season. We are down to the final two. 28 teams want to be here. They're not here. 28 guys want to be rocks and speeds. They ain't. We here. We in here. Say what's up to the people, rocks. Yo, what's up, y'all? We are bringing it to you guys before the biggest cultural event in America every single year. You could argue presidential elections are bigger, but the Super Bowl is every single year. We get bigger ratings than you, Trump. <laughs> Yo, seriously though, we're going to have so much content all about the Super Bowl. We're going to be breaking down the game. We're, we're going to be talk breaking about the game, down. We're going to talk down. a lot more. We're going to do some prop bets. A stuff. lot of prop bets. A lot of prop bets. Rocks and Speeds, we've been making these crazy calls about all sorts of elements of the game all season long, and there are so many things you know Rocks and speeds are going to give you that heap of rocks. There's also some actual football. One of the things we've been talking about all season long has been teams on the move. You know, the San Diego Chargers became the LA Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders have been talking about moving, you know, to Las Vegas. It all seemed season like a long. done deal. It seemed like a done deal. It was all a dream. I heard Sheldon Adelson no happy with it anymore. I heard Goldman Sachs no happy with it anymore. I even heard earlier this week that uh, the city of San Diego reached out to the Raiders being like, yo, if you want to come down in this old jacked up stadium, you can come down here. Yeah, I mean, that's this is a really terrible look because the Raiders, you'd imagine at some point have to have alienated their fan base to the point where they're just going to stay home and say, you know, enough of oh, you. Yeah. We, we've mentally given up on you. I don't I don't know off the top of my head what the least situation is. Uh, we'll look into that. Can we get our Twitter followers at Fantasy Freestyle? Leave off the last E because we don't want to get it wrong. Make no errors on the Fantasy Freestyle. Tweet us if you know about the details of the lease deal in Oakland. Yo, we're obviously going to focus on the Super Bowl, but another people that I know, Rocks and Speeds, we've loved for a long time, and that's a combo out there in Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer. We've heard a lot of interesting news about their status over the last couple of days. First, it was like both of them were uncertain. Both may retire, even though they got re-signed, they're connected at the hip, what have you. Crazy reports came out about Carson Palmer's family. Children are no longer in school. I know, and this is the thing. Can we uh, can we get into this for a hot second? Let's, let's pop it off. Check this out. He's like, nah, I didn't put up my, sale, my house for sale. And he goes, and we take a family vacation all the time. The fact that he pulled his kids out of school. So question, my question is, what for the Palmer children, how much school are they missing? Like, this happens every year he's telling me come on yeah well i don't i don't know how young his kids are but like enough where this has happened this is like the family yeah no but i'll say though it's like what are you school what are they really learning you know that they can't learn with dad on like a nice long hunting trip nothing under the betsy Uh, devos administration (laughs) but yo 
it was really crazy because, you know, Carson Palmer has definitely been upfront about being on the fence, you know, and he had a, a really tough year. You know, he it took him quite a while to uh, to shake off the rust. Uh, you know, maybe it was still lingering from that finger injury at the end of 2015, but he didn't look good at all for the majority of the year. Didn't have help from a lot of his wide receivers. He did kind of turn it on down the stretch and still finish with respectable numbers and certainly, you know, with Palmer possibly retiring, I mean, right now, if I had to put money on it, I would bet on him coming back. Yes, it sounds like he's going to come back There is not, as there always is, there are not, uh, there are not 32, uh... Quarterbacks in the NFL? No. No, there's not. I mean, to be quite honest, I do not understand what the, how the Bills would let Tyrod Taylor go. Yeah, with nothing else in-house. Well, you know what I'm Manuel is going to start? You know, Cardell Jones? Are you kidding me? We are getting reports. JP, is J.P. Losman going to be signed Yeah, what the are they doing? I've heard, actually, that um, the Chicago Bears are going to move on from Jay Cutler. Right, yeah. And that might be a target for the Buffalo Bills. Jay Cutler may be in Buffalo. Keep an eye on that. I think it don't matter. That's no bueno. But Tyrod Taylor could be the cream of the crop, in my opinion. What, with Brian Hoyer, Tony Romo, Mike Glennon? I mean, I think that definitely... Jimmy Garops? Definitely one Garoppolo, Garoppolo would have to be traded, and I don't know if the Pats are going to have their asking price met. He's definitely uh, good for one more year as veteran insurance behind an aging Tom Brady, and there hasn't been talk of it yet, but I don't know, man. Tom Brady might want to ride off uh, right off to Giselle on the sunset. Listen, ooh, ooh, I like that, Rox, and let's talk about this, because after all, it is Super Bowl 51 this week. You mentioned this. Could this be the end for uh, Tom Brady, TV 12? He also was talking a little bit more about his family. I don't know if you heard. Apparently, there's some personal things. His mom has been battling an illness this year, so he's been a little bit more emotional. I can see that, and if they get the W, and he cements himself as a seven-time Super Bowl quarterback, a five-time winner, that would be pretty sick. I mean, I've been saying it all year. The man is 39 years old. He would have nothing left to prove. You think it's feasible? What kind of? We're gonna get into the prop bets a little bit later on. What kind of prop bet odds would you put on that Brady win or lose? Does he go? I would say it's only possible uh, if they win. I, I think Tom Brady okay. is someone who understands his place in history and someone who also has an underspoken vanity that I think comes from being neglected when he was drafted, comes from not being viewed as that 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 guy that really is ever getting his the chip it's, on his shoulder. It's, it's, there. And it's really you know whether real or whether real or imagined. Well, we've even talked about what other situation can a multiple year league MVP be angry at the right. league other than Tom Brady? So I don't see any way that he that he retires if they lose, unless of course he's injured in the game, which we hope doesn't happen. But you know, I have been saying it all. You have, been, you have been. You didn't think, the, the, you didn't think we'd see the pass. You didn't think we'd see the pass. Jadavian Clowney didn't the get there. Uh, but, Khalil Mack didn't get there. Well, it would be interesting to see if. Or could Dwight Freeney get there? Could Dwight Freeney get there? I don't know. Hey, Rox, let me ask you this. If the Patriots do win, here's another thing. You know how the Patriots are notorious for moving on a year early instead of a year late? Here's my question for you. They have, If the Patriots win, they will have gone 8-0 without Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski would be now coming off of three back surgeries. Rob Gronkowski 
um, has, at some level, you have to say his best days are behind him. Interestingly enough, though, Martellus Bennett, the black unicorn, is going to be a free agent also. Would probably command a lot on the market. And Gronk is only the fifth highest paid tight end right now in the NFL. Here's my question to you. It would be a Patriot move, though, right? What do you think a guy like Eli Manning could do with Gronk? What do you think a guy like Drew Brees in that tight end position could do with a guy like Gronk to lengthen his career? What do you think? I mean, so what do you think a guy like Andrew Luck would do with something like that? Are we kidding? The Patriots could make that kind of move. If they win, does it prove Rob Gronkowski is expendable? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think that the Pats have definitely a long history of doing that. I feel like it's a little bit more been on the defensive side of the ball. I also feel like offensive linemen have gone. Okay, it hasn't been it hasn't been skill players, and you know I, I don't see any way that Tom Brady is gonna sit there and watch Rob Gronkowski go. He's as you said, he's not he's not terribly overpaid at all at the position. And beyond that, while the Pats have continued winning, the offense has not been the same. It has not nearly been as dynamic. But if they as win it the had. Super Bowl, then it's as dynamic as it needed to be. No, sure, but I think there's always an element of luck mixed into that, you know, and what I would say is that I don't see any way that they let Gronkowski go. He's also still, like, only 27 years old. Obviously, he's got the long injury history, but we're not talking here about a contract that's, that's a noose around their neck or preventing them from doing anything, and they don't have that alpha number one receiver. Edelman has stepped up. Edel, Edelman, Edelman is a slot guy. You know, another interesting thing, you talking about their record since Gronk went down. Do you know when he's been active over the last two seasons, the Pats, including the playoffs, the Pats are 16-0 and when Deion Lewis plays? I did not know that, but that's what we do here, dropping stats over beats, rocks and speeds. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rocks, we are getting into the Super Bowl, but you know how, like, when they have the two weeks in between, you get a lot of interesting, crazy stories about the Super Bowl. One that I found interesting in the run-up here, did you see this thing about how Kyle Shanahan, who I said last week in our gentleman's bet will likely be the San Francisco 49ers coach. It looks like him uh, are, are on the same page with John Lynch. John Lynch. Who's apparently going to be a GM coming out of the booth. They, it looks like, sounds like they're deal. both getting six-year deals. Six-year deal. That might be Speeds winning a gentleman's bet on that claim if Top it tier. happens. But did you see that Kyle Shanahan apparently uh, lost his playbook media night on uh, the first night there? I thought it was like Sean Spicer leaving his notes up at the podium. Are you kidding me? It's like the Wake Forest coaches and stuff. And listen, they're playing New England. You're telling me they'll cheat you. That's what I'm saying. They will absolutely. And I don't cheat. I, stop shaking your head, Pats fans. You know it's true. You know it's true. And speaking of which, another crazy story I heard out of uh, Media Road this week. Uh, today, Marshall Falk, remember a member of the greatest show on turf, is still saying, uh, lamenting, shall we say, about the infamous uh, spike where the Patriots videotaped the Rams practice the day before the Super Bowl. People, look it up. At this point, it's been over 10 years. It's not fake news. It's this real. Is, this is These not are actual facts. This is not that alternative, alternative facts. facts. This is real, okay? The real no-spin zone, So son. much, so much so, that the NFL, when reviewing the tapes of this incident, did two things. Took away draft picks 
slash find the New England Patriots and destroy the, the taste. taste. Yeah, Are yeah. you kidding it's, me? It's absolutely That's crazy. like the guys in Russia yoking up the intelligence director, okay? This definitely happened. And so Marshall Falk is talking about that. You mentioned the Pats cheating. I would not put it above the Pats to download or put that on a flash drive, oh, the tablet they saw, uh, that they get on Shanahan's you know, playbook, man. First of all, you need to always hold on to your belongings, you know. Uh, sure. Make sure, you know, make sure you're aware. In opening night, you know how many people there are at house parties I hold on yeah, to Yeah, exactly. I mean, where, where am I backpack at the sure, house party? You know uh, but, you know, I think that's that's absolutely crazy. And, you know, you, you bring up Spygate and the way that that was, that that was handled. Obviously, as a Jets fan, you were impacted as well. This might, Speeds, is this a situation where you maybe agree with our current president, who just today was calling uh, Roger Goodell a, uh, you know, a dope and an idiot and a very stupid I remember man. what he said before with, like, the concussion on the campaign trail. He was talking about, like, how players are soft and stuff. It's very crazy. Well, he was he took issue with uh, the way that the Ray Rice situation was handled uh-huh. and how that was handled. He juxtaposed it uh, in his own style with, with Tom Brady. He wasn't upset. He was upset that his boy, Tom Brady, had been suspended. What I say, and I say it on Shot Callers as well, the only thing I have in common with the Trump administration is that I'm going to help you win so much you will get tired of winning because here on the Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speeds, we give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Here's what I'd also say about it, Rocks. If this was... You know, Odell Beckham, who lost his playbook, didn't Kyle Shanahan over the weekend go to San Francisco to interview for a job? Who knows what beaches he was on? Why is this not a distraction? Well, if this was if this was Antonio Brown, if this was Odell Beckham, this would be on them and about like how they weren't focused over the weekend. This guy went across, or went to the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, though. I will say I've never been to San Francisco, but I know San Francisco is in Northern California. California. It is not beach weather in January. You never there. know, man. He's having, having a long, solitary walk, uh, you know, on the shoreline near the Golden Gate, looking at Alcatraz. But yo, I, I, I agree with you. Love if that was a player, if that was yeah. a player who was doing that same sort of thing, it would be: Is he distracted? Is his head not in the game? He and lost that, the playbook. Did people the, get fired at Wake Forest for that this he, year? He lost the playbook, but not only that, he's looking past the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, yo, rocks. When we come back. What we're going to do is we're going to get heavy into the Super Bowl. We're going to actually give you our thoughts on the game flow and how we think it's going to come out. We're going to make our picks for Super Bowl 51. And we're going to give you maybe our picks on the over-under. But we're going to go way down the rabbit hole. Prop bets. This is part of what I love about the Super Bowl. We're going to get real deep into that. Right, Rock? uh, We're going to be, I mean, talking about all sorts of things. Yo, uh... How long do you think this commercial break is going to last? I don't know, but I'll take the over. Roxanne Speeds dropping stats over beats on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Speeds the spitting statistician. Rocks one, young fistful of rings. Keep it right here. We'll be back. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Rock 
last one at the fantasy freestyle with my man Speeds. Uh-huh. Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? Yo, we are gonna break down that. And that is Super Bowl 51. Super Bowl L-I. L-I. Lee. Long Island. Strong Island. It's the Strong Island Super Bowl. All right, yo, check it out, Rocks. We got the New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons. The Patriots are three-point favorites. Um, You know, TFB being very angry all season long. I would say deserving favorites. Um... In a matchup of Matty Ryan, the natural Matty Ice, is probably the MVP of the, uh, of the NFL this year. Huge quarterback battle. You think that's what ultimately dictates it? Will anybody stop anybody? Highest over-under in uh, history? I, I'm, going, I'm going Pats in the under. Um, Ooh, I, you get know, right to get, the Getting right to the get point. Right to the getting Pats right to the and point. the under. Pats and the under. Pats in the under. Catch me outside. How about that? Um throwing salt on salt on those wounds oh dramatic hand gestures uh, is that glitter yeah i don't know fam is it uh i, I just think it's that the, sometimes the narrative is correct and you know you heard me talking about this with speeds throughout the entire preseason and I, you know angry tom brady uh it's it's unfortunate i hate it I, I you know i hate the falcons too there's enough hate in my heart to go around don't worry about that but i just think that this is something that was foreseeable you know they dealt with the adversity of of getting banged up, of losing Rob Gronkowski. They made it this far. I just simply do not see Matt Ryan beating Tom Brady on a neutral field. Yeah, but here's the thing, yo. I actually think, you know how we usually do our diamonds and our fugazis? I'm going to tell you the big fugazi in this game, in my opinion, is the New England Patriots defense. They come into this game number one in the NFL with only 16 points per game, but I think that is fugazi. They had not been truly tested all season long. Maybe you say Big Ben, but he had a little subpar season. In the regular season, the New England Patriots only faced two quarterbacks that had a rating of 80 or more. One of them was Russell Wilson, who beat them in New England. I think this Atlanta offense is too good right now, and and I know that's unfortunate because... I've said it before on the show. In the last few instances where the number one defense and the number one offense have gotten together, it was the defense that has ruled the day. The uh, Carolina Panthers went down to the defense of the Denver Broncos. And before that, the Denver Broncos went down to the defense of the Seattle Seahawks. But I think this is just Matty Ice's time. You know, and that's, that's hey, that's that's why they play the game. And that's why the line is, is, quite frankly, a little closer than I thought it would be. What I will say, though, is experience and coaching really, really counts for something. And I, I, I think that it does. And in this situation, you know, it's a season-tested, disciplined team that will not have to act like they've been there because, by and large, they have been there. And, you know, I, I just think there's it's hard to tell. Matt, Matt Ryan has surprised me. I'll give him credit. I'll tip my cap to him. Not only did he surprise me throughout the regular season, both of us not thinking he could continue playing as well as he did, but he, even if possible, has stepped his game up in the playoffs. I just think that I think that there's going to be one or two situations, whether it's not getting a playoff, whether it's making a fatal mistake that I just do not see. You know, I don't see mistake-free football coming from the Falcons. You got to have more, more confidence in Tom Brady because he has done it before, obviously, on this stage in a record-setting uh, record seventh Super Bowl. Um, but there you have it. You know, I think Rocks, 
on when we come to the game, we have our gentlemen's bet to rule uh, all gentlemen's bet. You like the Patriots. I like the Falcons to win this game. Will you give me the three points yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, hey, on the biggest game out there, you got rocks on the New England Patriots. How does it feel to be riding with the Patriots? Uh, you know, I hate the Patriots, but as a Saints fan, I also hate the, uh, hate the Falcons. Uh, given everything else that's going on in the geopolitical situation, this was basically my absolute worst-case scenario when the season kicked exactly. off. But, hey, I've got my health. I'm hosting uh, hosting the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with my good pal. So I guess things could be worse, but I, so I'm, I'm going to be hate-watching the Super Bowl. Right, and I think it's going to be Dirty Birds. They're going to catch them outside. Rocks and speeds. That's a Super Bowl gentleman's bet. There it is, yo. But Speeds, you, you you feel me on the under or are you going over on this? Uh, here's the thing. I also like the under. I like the under, Rocks, and I was going to bet that myself. Um, I think this actually turns out to be one of those LeGarrette Blunt games. Okay? I think if you look, one team that did in fact beat the Atlanta Falcons, look at what happened when they went to Philadelphia. Philadelphia ran the ball inside the tackles, and I think New England is obviously equipped to do that. I also think that is one of the ways to attack a highly rated offense by keeping Matty Ice, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, Mohamed Snoo, Tevin Coleman, you know, Taylor Gabriel, Hooper, all these cats off the field. This is a team that has averaged almost 34 points a game, and you know, I've saying it all season long is one of these new offenses which is not necessarily predicated on Julio as the main guy but that Matt Ryan is one of these quarterbacks who can now lead the mail find the matchup do exactly what Tom Brady does as well I think this Falcons defense might even step up and make a play but um I do think the under is correct. Time of possession, longer drives, and I especially like the under for the first half. The under for only the first half is 29. And I think that even sometimes... And what's overall? 58.5? And so I remember, for example, Ross, we talked about this in the NFC Championship game, for example. At halftime, the Packers were shut out. And then the NFC Championship game turned out where they, it went over that crazy total yep. in the 60s. I can see a feeling out process a nerves kind of process. The other thing, one of the prop bets that is really about the game, I've seen is will there be a defensive touchdown in this game? First of all, if you want to bet will, will there be an overtime in this game, it's been 50 for 50, no overtime. I don't know if you want to do yeah, that. Plus, plus, plus almost 900, right? Yeah, but hey, 50 out of 50. But will there be a defensive touchdown? Do you know that both the Patriots and the Falcons tied for fewest turnovers in the league only 11 turnovers all season it's almost like not turning the ball over correlates into winning games. And to being a nominee as a quarterback for the MVP. Hey, yo, Rox, let's get into some of the other fun things that happened. Rox, how long have we known each other? Uh, it's got to be now about 24 years or so. Almost 25 years. You know, one of the bets I always like to make on the Super Bowl is right off the bat, before the game even starts. I love it. And that, to be quite honest, is uh, maybe one of the most patriotic settings in all of America. Remember Whitney Houston singing the national anthem one time? The national anthem, you can always get the over-under. And check this out. You know how we say know your settings and leagues? Yes. I've seen, and when we talk about these kind of things, shop around for the best line, okay? There's a question. I've seen questions of will 
the anthem be um, 115 seconds? Will it be 125 seconds? Will it be 130 seconds? If you have an eye for this, you can get the shop around, get the best line. Over under, will the national anthem go? Two minutes, 10 seconds, rocks. It is Luke Bryan. What do you think? Tell me more about Luke Bryan. I think, all right, so Luke Bryan, he's, he's a country singer? He's a country singer. And is so he one of those think, cool country singers? He's he one of those be, cowboy and lasso dudes. Be. I don't really know, but what I do know is that he's not an African-American R&B woman who's going to hold that long note as long as possible. I think he's going to just do a workman-like performance. I'm going under for the national anthem. What say you, Rob? I, I like it. I mean, you know, I, the national anthem is definitely something that I have absolutely never, ever bet on um you know uh but but from what you're telling me about this uh what was his name luke luke bryan he, didn't he used That's, to be with his brother in a tennis duo in the 90s that the bryan brothers they were really good maybe this is the same guy maybe he evolved he actually was uh was an all-american lacrosse player in massachusetts in the late 90s that um, makes sense and then he moved down to texas and then got a hat uh you know i'm gonna go with you though that you know his uh you know i don't know how how well he holds a no, but uh, the under seems reasonable, and uh, you know, I, I would advise people, uh, you know, if you're gonna bet on that, do it with some truly, truly disposable income, no and, and don't let it, and don't make your biggest bet of the night be on the national anthem, because if you lose, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna bring all the people around you down, and it's gonna color the entire evening. Let's keep on moving then. Also, early in the game, the first of what may be many wardrobe things we talk about. Bill Belichick, known for his hoodie. You can get action on what color hoodie will Bill Belichick be wearing? Gray is the chalk. We've got, I think, red and blue. I'm going with the second the second choice here. I'm going blue as the color for his hoodie. What do you think? I, I mean, I got to go with the favorite. I, Gray when, I, when, I, when I picture Bill Belichick in my mind's eye, he's wearing a gray short sleeve New England Patriots hoodie. Um, okay, yep. You know, that said, though, it's the Super Bowl, though. Well, we're, but they're, 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 you know, they're in the dome. Ooh. You think he switches it up? He switches it up, maybe? The road or, and the away jersey, maybe. I don't, I don't or, know. or maybe he's just, you know, we know. I hear no, the Falcons will be wearing their red jerseys. So I don't think he's going to be wearing red then. I don't know. Um, this is also something, unless you happen to... Disposable income. Well, or, or unless you happen to have, I would say, you know, Bill Belichick's stylist. But, you know, unless you happen to see Bill Belichick's floor where he picks the hoodie up from. Right. You have that camera and you can tell what he's going to pick up. Uh, you know, I would I would stay away from that bet. I've got where you going? Where you going? I got one for you, though, Speeds. Um, you know, we're, we're tangentially in the broadcast business. Yeah. You know, you know how it comes. You know, you got to fill some time. We've never, sure. I, I've never, I've never filled as much time as it will take during the Super Bowl broadcast. I know that you've done a couple probably, of They shows. start probably at what? What do they start at? Like 10 a.m., 11 a.m.? What do they do? Like seven hours it's, of it's all day. I think that they're actually probably on it right now outside, right. outside, outside of the begun. stadium. And they're putting it. up tents. Um, Occupy Super Bowl. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call, I guess for the sake of the broadcast here, they're, they're saying from when the, after from the national anthem ends to when the game ends. What is over under uh, the number of times the phrase greatest of all times is Ooh. said during the game? 
and it's 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 set icy at five point five and a half, five point five. Greatest of all time. I think you know that's interesting. That depends on your game flow. You think the Pats are going to win this game, right? So in that situation, they are going to refer to Tom Brady as that a few times. And here's the other question: When does the telecast? Is it when the telecast ends? When the game ends? And they also, yeah, I, I don't. Have, what if they're in the post game? So you know, is it the telecast? I or think the game? I think broadcast. Know your broadcast. settings. Know, Bro- your, know settings. your settings. And I, where you you can find this clarity, I guess, on the internet. But the ticket, you know, yeah. you could you could conceivably see the Pats being the greatest dynasty of all time. Yeah. Belichick being the greatest coach yeah. of all time, and obviously Brady being the greatest quarterback. Absolutely. I don't think I don't see too many of those superlatives on the Atlanta side. Um, yeah, I mean, it would it would have to be goes back to your game flow, right? Remember, Rocks, you think the Pats are going to win, so I would get the over of that. But if you are with me and think the Dirty Birds are going to you know ride high once they come outside, how about that? Then I go with the under. I would see. I I, I think the, I, I think this is a bad line. I would I would be looking at some action on here if it was four and a half maybe four definitely but uh i don't know i, I don't say you know right. I, I think i think joe buck could be a little more creative than that yeah, speaking listen, of joe buck yeah speaking, speaking of, joe, of buck. joe buck listen there are a number of ways here where you know how rocks and speeds dropping stats over beats on the fantasy freestyle what we here to do is try and help you win that cash we think we can really have a plan to win that cash in a couple of ways rocks you were saying disposable income yo everybody within the sound of our voice get all your income disposable indisposable it don't matter sell your house Lump sell your up. car yes do it right now and here's what we gotta do we have to get in touch with Joe Buck okay if we do that we will all get rich if Joe Buck wants to be a man of the people like why, why can't we use the Twitter machine right if everybody wants to do this and he can be and we can get him there is a bet there are two bets out there ladies and gentlemen one will Joe Buck be clean shaven as you know he has a little bit of stubble action going on it doesn't on. look very good maybe, maybe maybe we should tell him that is there, and, a, is there a Mrs. Buck it's gotta be you think so it's got if it's a shtick it's gotta be there's also about his tie. What will his tie be? So he can tell us this. We can all go to the window and get paid. And if he wants to be a stimulus package, why don't we take down the casino magnets? Because you didn't want to pay for the Raiders stadium. Joe Buck's revenge. Why don't we get after him? What? Keep the Raiders in San Diego, Joe Buck. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's a lot of things we can do. I also think, talking about Twitter, how we can get at people. You know there's over-unders on how many tweets Trump will have during the game. Wow. I think it's like five and a half or six and a half. What do you think? He's doing a halftime interview on Fox with the live. He's definitely going to tweet about that. Tweet about that. National Gen- anthem. Gen- fly over big flags. I don't patriotic. know. I feel like most of his tweets happen in the morning. And he has a relationship with the with the Pat with the Pats with Kraft. He does. Brady. I think I think he will definitely congratulate the Patriots on Twitter after the Super Bowl. I don't know. Excuse me. When that'll take place. Um. I think though that I don't think you were gonna see like him live tweeting the game. You know, I think he's uh, he's got to be pretty focused on the interview. It's been uh, you know he's got to make sure he's got his coach speak down. He's saying the right thing. I don't know that we're talking about the same guy. <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, what is... I, I would give two. I think I would not take... I wouldn't go any higher than two tweets during the Oh, uh, then you should pound that under. The overall is like five and a half, six and a half. You you should pound that I don't under. See, I, don't see, I don't see him... You know he's, what? He's, I think it's going to be... I, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be more than that. I think... I think... Well, I don't... You know, I, he generally sends out... And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here. I do follow the man on Twitter. I follow him on the Fantasy Freestyle Twitter. That's Fantasy Freestyle. No, no e. e at the end. Leave off the last E. Making no errors except maybe occasionally with some of these whacked out prop bets that I'm advising you to save money on. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe he tweets like five or six times a day. I feel it usually comes in a flurry while he's watching the news. You know, I think he's going to be watching the Super Bowl. I, I don't think right, there'll so be anything, but he generally also reacts to things that he finds objectionable. You know, so like... So what if we become objectionable to him? Let's tweet at him and poke the bear. You don't think he's shown a propensity to respond? You don't think we can influence this in the same way I, we influence it with Joe Buck and a groundswell of, you know, your hair didn't look that good in that interview. I think you don't would, think he'll respond? I think we would need to have someone on the level of Joe Buck tweeting at him. Let's um, do it. I don't, you know, well, once we know Joe Buck, we could holler at him. Yo, I'm going to ask you one. Um, and this is, again, a little bit more, a little bit more on the game side. Okay. Um, what do you think the, it's, it's seven to three, the odds that the Fox replay uh, official Mike Pereira is wrong on the first coach's challenge? Yeah, he gets a lot of them wrong. I do, did you, he gets uh, a oh, lot I, of them I, wrong. I, my follow-up question, once you, once you give your answer, he let me gets ask a lot my follow-up question. Wrong. He gets a lot of them wrong, but here's the deal. There are NFL games that go without any challenges altogether. I would like to look at and see how many, you know, what is there, two per game, one per game? Two or three. Oh, oh you mean the how average? How many challenges okay, yeah. there are in a game? I'm thinking that, you know, because of the possibility that there are no challenges in this game, and then he has to actually get it wrong, I'm going to say no. He does not get uh, one wrong or the first one wrong at all. That's what I'm going to Okay, you know, I would say that my follow-up question for you is, and he is wrong sometimes, do you think it's because he is too good and he actually knows what he's doing and the officials on the field, the review review process itself is flawed, or that, you know, if he was that nasty, he'd still be on the field and he's kind of taking a broadcast job because he couldn't do his main job anymore like the players and Sure. Coaches. You know, as everybody does, they retire. Now, you know, you see refs all over the place, man. Remember in that NFL skills competition, they had a little bit of a thing where uh, Dean Blandino was there as a ref. They had the replay uh, in the in the obstacle uh, in the relay race. So, you know, yeah, they, we're seeing the referees come in a lot more into the, uh, like, media and the analysis portion of the game. We're also seeing that with injuries. So I think that that's uh, definitely something to look at. Yo, you know I'm going to these games that are not as as much for the game. You know, we and Rock's been talking about it. He's going to the game. I'm going other places. There is a question of uh, who will win something like the best uh, commercial award through all these click polls. And, you know, you got your guys like Budweiser. You got Wix. But then you got the field. What, 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 what's uh, your favorite commercial memory? Or what do you like to see? What do you think is going to happen in that realm which so many people care about as a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it seems like for most people, it's really about the commercial commercials and the, the halftime show. And you know I still gotta ask you about Lady Gaga. Of course, man, we gotta talk about her. Ernesto. Um, what I would say, though, is that I, the only real thing that I've heard about is I know that Tom Brady is gonna be in uh, in an Under Armour commercial, 
And I, I've heard that Budweiser has some sort of, you know, uh, big issue stance commercial having to do with immigration. Um, right, but the powerhouses, you know, beers, cars. I'm going to go with Budweiser. Budweiser. I'm going to go with Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I really think that... This is increasingly in this digital advertising direct to the consumer don't need the disintermediary of a network age. You know, I, I think that the time of the, you know, the, the viral, the breaking the internet commercial has really kind of come and gone. Shoot, as outside. Yeah, I'm saying, man, you know, Salt Bay. Uh, I, I really feel like, you know, like that's that, that the hype is over. You know, like you can see most of these commercials beforehand. And you remember also, it's like half the commercials like, yo, go do something online. Catch the end. Get the hell out of here, man. I'm a football fan. I'm watching this because I care about the game. And Speeds, let me get on my soapbox real quick and we'll pop right back to these old unders and these, these prop bets. I think the NFL, in, in trying to appeal to a broader audience during the time where they're the most watched sporting event in the United States, they squander an opportunity to tell the story of the season. Instead, focusing on all this human interest nonsense. Focusing on things like a halftime show and who's singing the national anthem. I think that football's best selling point is football itself and telling the story of the season in a compelling, highly edited with soaring, sweeping narrative arcs and some really dramatic music explaining how it came to be the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons to me is a beautiful, incredible and Damn it, American story. And I think the NFL should prioritize and make some extra time to tell that story and to win over some new fans who only tune in for things like the commercials and things like the national anthem and things like the halftime show. Not even thinking that they would be swept into the game. Try and sweep these people in. There's no reason there can't be a hundred million people watching football every single weekend. And I'd like to see the NFL do that. Yeah, you know, there's puff pieces started with things like ABC's Wild world of sports and Olympic coverage all the way back in the 60s and 70s. Rocks is saying that puff him with actual game action. So Rocks, you know I'm not going to like this. This is my last prop bet for you. Then I know you got one more back for me. But I got to go to, of course, the halftime. Lady Gaga. Come on now. What, what do you know about Lady Gaga? You know what song she's going to sing first? You know what color hair she's going to have? You think she's going to do any uh, Trump, Trump protest either verbally or in her war Wardrobe malfunctions. I, I think that she is going to be on her best behavior. Carry my, carry my poker face. I know the song Poker Face. There was the one about Ernesto Fernandez. Hernandez. It was actually an Aaron Hernandez song, I think. I don't know a lot of her music. Um, I have no idea. What Bad song romance. Nah, I'm sorry, it's not Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm, I'm I'm knee deep in these spreadsheets, bringing our audience. All right, so let's content. get one more rocks. What you got for me? One more that apparently is going to be about the game because that's where you are focused on. Yeah. Um. Over under. I total turnovers one and a half. Under. Like I said, the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots both led the league with a league low 11 turnovers. Both of them with under one poor point per game. So I think uh, there may only be one turnover in this game. I think they've had two weeks. I think they play similarly, trying to blow up matchups. I think they have quarterbacks who are smart. Remember, the Patriots deflate the ball, so they fumble dramatically fewer times than their opponents. And I'm taking the under on that one. What do you think? I'm going to go with the over on this. Um, I see, you know, I see one turnover 
from the Pats, and I think that uh, Matt Ryan is throwing at least one pick. I think, it, I think it'll be in the first half, if not the first quarter. I think he's going to have some nerves in this game, and I just think you'll get, you know, you'll get one random fumble from the Patriots. Uh, you know, I'll call it Deion Lewis. All right, fair enough, yo. Obviously, like we said at the top of the segment, rocks and speeds differ on the Super Bowl. Rocks is on that Pat's narrative. Speeds is fitting statistician holding you down with the dirty birds. So, uh, we'll see. Super Bowl 51. But bang that under, though, because when we agree, oh, you know what sure. you can do. You can win your league and win that cash. Yo, when we come back, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to give out some awards for the entire season. Our most valuable, our least valuable player, our comeback player. We also, yo, Juice, a.k.a. Le'Veon Bell, is back at it again. And he has a target this time. We're going to break it down and see. Uh, it's not horrible. Dropping stats over beats. Fantasy Freestyle Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Trent Bayless, I've been hearing you lately. You love Jerry way too much. You acting like y'all related. I got the Hall of Fame waiting. I'm the best and you hate it. I don't know why you hate it. I don't know why you hate me. Probably because my name is mentioned close with some of the greatest. Then they talk about patience. You close to testing my patience. You say whatever for ratings. I'm not blind. I can see it. You say I'm just an average running. Ain't no way you believe it. You talking down for no reason. Talking down for no reason. Because you know my number's crazy when I'm done with the season. Sometimes I hate that you breathing. Think you sick as a germ. You keep on talking all that nonsense. I'm a car Richard Sherm. Yeah. I'm like Steph, I'm not missing. I told you I'm on a mission, and the shrimp didn't listen. Undisputed was tempting, but I couldn't get with it. You wanna talk for attention? Well, look, here's your attention. Yeah. He is the most extreme patient runner that I've ever seen. Yeah. They wanna hate on me, but I don't get it. People mad at me, cause I ball and I'm out here spitting. People know that I got the flow, they don't know what to do. Not a clue, like the DJ, so I'm on the ones and twos. Yeah, this is all perfect timing, and I'm known to tote the rock, and I don't mean Dwayne Johnson. They upset, cause the money on my cards is you don't think that I'm the best, and stay away with all that nonsense. He calls himself Juice, that's his rapper name, and he's recorded such hits as Rapping Athlete on a Mission, 2 a.m. That's a dangerous title of the song. Yeah, not back to you hating. I don't care what you saying. All these beats I be slaying. I think I'm hotter than Satan. I don't know why you playing. My music only turning up like I done went super saying. All this money is raining. I can't stop it from raining. These dollars running, they bounce. So I'm rapping like Shay. I don't need me a savings. The money do a 180. The shrimp be no way I crazy. Deflate you just like I'm breaking. Yeah. I guess your vision's a blur. Guess the only way he like me if I play for the Spurs. I think the Cowboys hurt his heart. I'm about to get him a nurse. Keep on talking that mess. This will only get worse. Post interview is on the way to tapers and works. Don't nobody want to mess with me. I'm worse than the curse. I'm always bringing that heat. And I stay with that heat. Shrimps, they talking about me like I'm Odell on the beat. Yeah. Hit the hole, Le'Veon. Yo, Rocks, that was Lev Bell dropping stats over beats. This is the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, but we're coming back to that newest track that Le'Veon Bell just dropped going hard at Skip Bayless. I told you, you were skeptical when I put it on for you, but there were a couple things I thought were interesting in that song. It wasn't horrible for me. I like how he shouted out like Odell on the beach. He talked about his patient running style, but then uh, testing his patient. He went hard on Skip in terms of his love. 
love for the Cowboys and the Spurs. Uh, again, trying to negotiate through his rapping with the Steelers about how much money he's owned and that he's the best out there. I also like the DJ Primo kind of scratches with Bayless and other quotes in there about him when he went in. I got to tell you, I thought it was the best effort I've heard out of a football player in a long time. Yeah, football players, you know, I guess with the head injuries and all, not really known for the rapping so much as uh, as their their counterparts on the uh, on the basketball side of things. It was not. I'll give you. It was not terrible. Um, I just kind of wonder what the long game is here. You know, like calling out members of the media. You know, essentially saying Skip Bayless is fake news. Uh, what are you really trying to accomplish and achieve? And I think this is this could have the opportunity. This, this is going to hurt his Hall of Fame candidacy. It's gonna, it, will just, it just may also though just you know work against him. It's like I have no you know hey it's better than you know Allen Iverson rapping about selling drugs and pistol whipping people or whatever he rapped about. But I'm just going to assume that that's what he was rapping about. <laughs> that life he was living in those streets uh, but um you know I, I just think it's nice to have as a hobby but why don't you you know why don't you put some I don't want to sound like Skip Bayless here but like, why don't you put some positivity behind that you know Le'Veon Bell is obviously a smart well-spoken guy who can think on his feet I, I think on his feet I'd rather hear him go on the show uh yeah, you know just meet me, me, me Yo, run up, run up on the Definitely, show yeah. and say those things to his face because I don't think Skip Bayless. I don't think Skip Bayless has what it takes to respond. Ross challenging Le'Veon Bell to go on their show, whatever that network is. What we're gonna do here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is give you our overall most valuable player, least valuable player, comeback. You know, a little diamond and fugazi action for you. Let's start with the most valuable player, A Rocks. My most valuable player. This is a guy that probably won people leagues because he wasn't drafted at all. Remember, Rocks, how we went into the season? You were high, or you had in a keeper league, Jeremy Langford yep. at the running back position. Jordan Howard winds up being RB10, finishing second in the NFL with over 1,300 rushing yards. This was a guy who probably wasn't drafted, who turned into an RB1 for you, or at least an RB2, probably helped some people win a championship. I think for the value, and that's what we talk about with most valuable player, no, we're not talking Antonio Brown, who did, in fact, finish as the number one wide receiver. You knew that. This is a nice little present for you that you took to a championship to win that castle. Jordan Howard is my most valuable player. No doubt. I'm going to I'm gonna stay at the running back position, and mine is maybe a little bit more obvious, but I would argue maybe a little bit more valuable. Uh, David Johnson, widely regarded as a top one, top two, top three overall running back pick. David Johnson uh, was obviously the RB1 this year. He scored over 400 points. It was the best fantasy season in a PPR league from any player at any position in the last three years. He actually scored more than five points per game than the number two non-quarterback in PPR settings. He also scored, and this is not, this is not incorrect, he scored 190 points more than the RB12. He nearly doubled the output of the RB12. This is someone that every single week gave you a real chance to win your week in head-to-head, even if everybody else in your lineup made a mess in the bed. And the way he got 
got those 400 points was more than 2,000 total yards, 20 touchdowns, and 80 catches. And you know what? I'm just going to say, it's hard to have a bad season when you have 20 touchdowns and 80 catches. His floor in PPR leagues during the regular 16-game season was 14.4. He scored more than 25 points 10 times. And yeah, you had to spend an early first-round pick on him, but when you can do that and get the best season anyone's had in the last three years, that to me is a fantasy MVP. No doubt, no doubt. You know, people have for years debated the term of quote-unquote valuable and, you know, is it positioned. Uh, I'd say David Johnson was projected to be a top pick. You know who else was projected to be a top pick? My least valuable player. I've been saying it all season long. I even introduced the term 53 men in the box to stop this guy. We're talking about RBs that were, you know, in the upper echelon. Uh, Todd Gurley goes all scroll. Keep scrolling. Yeah, you gotta keep scrolling. on scrolling. But you know what it is? Not only was it a disappointing 885-yard campaign, but he did that on 278 carries. His yards per attempt is dramatically lower than anybody who uh, earned that kind of yardage. And that's why I really fear for Todd Gurley potentially developing into Trent Richardson, the next version. Eddie Lacy having a little bit, but then getting injured again. That slew of SEC running backs out there that are big guys that get burnt up. We'll see what happens to Derek Henry over the next couple of years. But I think, yo, I'm sorry. And they're going to have, you know, a new coach coming in, a new system. We'll see what happens bringing in that high octane spread kind of offense. We'll see if Todd Gurley needs to pick up how to catch more balls out of the backfield. That is his saving grace unless he's going to go down this unfortunate path. But this year, least valuable player guy that was drafted top five in a lot of leagues yeah i mean the uh i agree with you 100 percent and uh if you chose David Johnson there, you probably won some money. If you chose Todd Gurley and you managed to win your league, we want to hear from you. Yeah, tweet I want to know. I want to know what else you did with those picks. us at Fantasy Freestyle. If you won your league with Todd Gurley as your first round pick, we want to have you on the show to interview you about it and hear what other moves you made that obviously were like a hot streak because Todd Gurley was not the one. No, he was not. He was not moved. Who is your your LVP, least valuable player, Ross. My least valuable player is, uh, it, it's a guy that I personally was high on. I think a lot of uh, the fantasy community was really, really high on is, uh, it's got to be AR-15, Allen Robinson. Uh, no he doubt. failed to break 200 points on the season after going over 300 the year before. This was supposed to be the breakout on top of a breakout in his third year. And, you know, it's not just that the overall totals really weren't there. It's the way that he came to them, the way that he limps to that total that really hamstrung fantasy owners. There was no injury there. He was completely healthy. His quarterback started all 16 games. He just did not have it. He caught less than half of his targets. He had 151 targets. He caught only 73 of them for less than 900 yards and six touchdowns. In fact, he joined DeAndre Hopkins as the only player. The D-Hop. The D-Hopopotamus. He joined him as the only players to see 150 or more targets and not 
not catch 90 passes or go over a thousand wow. yards. That is that is damning. He only had two 100-yard games all season. He did not score a single touchdown the last six weeks of the season. And I will say that while your while your projection for the future of Todd Gurley's career is is rightfully a little bit bleak, I do think that there's going to be brighter days ahead for uh, for Allen Robinson. You know, they've they've said basically that Bortles is going to be back at quarterback. He's an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a fortune cookie, wrapped in a conundrum, twisted up that conundrum. Um, you know, but I, I do think that spark that enigma. He's only going to be he's only going to be um, 24 right before the season starts. I think he's a great buy, a great early buy low if we can talk about such things now. Um, but man, was he a fugazi and one of the least valuable players for a guy I thought was a reasonable top seven eight overall pick. Forget about it. Hey, rocks. Let's finish it up strong. Let's give our uh, tip of the cap to somebody who bounced back. You know, because it's so hard. We talk about you know you even had a head injury recently, and you know how it affects you. These are guys that are you know coming back from incredible situations to be our fantasy freestyle comeback player of the year. Who you got, Rox? And I just yeah, I, I would just say it's a reminder to fantasy players too that if some of these guys can do the things that they did, you too can come back from a losing season. Absolutely. You can listen to rocks. You can listen to speeds. Sure. You can take the necessary steps. You can put in the work. You can do the research and you can also turn things around and find glory. The player I want to spotlight is my man, Jimmy Graham, the Reverend, Hi. I call him. It was truly almost a religious experience watching him come back after that horrible patella injury that there was no way he was going to come back from. People were saying he would be lucky to just appear in one or two games. However, despite all the odds, he managed to start the season. He played in 16 games. He finished as a tight end four. He faded a bit down the stretch, which is to be expected as news came out that he was barely practicing all year. However, he turned 65, he turned 95 targets into 65 catches, 923 yards, more than Allen Robinson, who saw an extra 55 wow. targets, and six touchdowns. Among TEs with 80 or more targets, excuse me, he led the league in yards per target. And only him and the number one overall TE, Travis Kelsey, came even close to that 10 yards per target mark. He was actually more productive this year than he was in his last season in New Orleans. And for that reason, I'm just going to tip my cap and say he was a fantasy comeback player of the year. A guy who was drafted late in drafts, if at all, and generally by someone who just was drafting him based on name recognition, turned into an every week contributor who helped a lot of teams win a lot of money this year. Yo, they said that Patella tendon was horrible to come back from. Jimmy Graham certainly did that to draw a cap on the fantasy freestyle. I went with a guy who last year in his rookie year uh, got hurt and only had had zero touchdowns. This year he comes back, has ten touchdowns on the ground, two more receiving. Again gets hurt, finishes just shy, three yards shy of 100 yards for the San Diego now LA Superchargers. I'm going with Melvin Gordon as the comeback player of the year. People thought that he was like another Wisconsin bust out of the running back position, but no, no, no. People thought that after micro-fracture surgery that he would never have a career that got off the ground, but in fact, this guy became the RB7, and he did that playing in only 13 games. Wow. 
That is, come on, he is a, a first round. He's an RB one next year. Is he a first round draft pick next year? Maybe, as they move maybe, to LA, maybe late. What I'll say though, speeds micro fracture was patella surgery before before patella injuries That's were what a thing. Micro fracture so, used to be a death nail. Absolutely. So my tip of the cap goes to Melvin Gordon. He's moving to LA. Hopefully, he'll have a great season in his third campaign. There you have it, rocks and speeds. We break down everything from our awards on most valuable players. We're talking about teams moving. Will Adelson and Goldman Sachs give the money to fund that? And we broke down the Super Bowl, all the prop bets from the game bets. Hey, yo, Rocks, real quick. Over under on the first touchdown, will it be scored by someone with a uniform number above or below 18 and a half? Above, it's going to be Julio. Julio is number 11 for the Atlanta Falcons. Dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speeds on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ha ha! LeGarrette Blunt, number 20 something. Stupid Julio with his 11. What do you think? You're a quarterback or something? Early stats are for losers. Final scores for winners. And that's, that's really what it's about.